Welcome to the Rap Race to Buy podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rat Race to Fi podcast. Diego, today we have a really cool powerhouse couple. We have Ayoka and Robert talking about how they came from New York, wholesaling in like Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then scaled a portfolio in two years to 24 rental properties. That's huge. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely a great podcast episode because we also find out like a bit about their journey, but how they transitioned as you mentioned, going from just creating a money machine on wholesaling to investing in real estate for passive income. And there's even a surprise announcement that Ayoka didn't even know um, about a potential deal that Robert was able to put under contract. So uh, it's definitely a great interview. Absolutely. It's super good. And you, talk, and you know, they're going to talk a lot about wholesaling. So shameless plug, if you go to reicallcenter.com, you can actually find cold callers for your wholesaling business or if you're trying to find your own off-market opportunities. Um, your marketing to find those deals, especially right now, is crucial. So for $1,099 a month, you can get a cold caller to call up to 10,000 people for you in the area that you're looking for and potentially find off-market deals. So it's super sweet. All right, guys, let's get started. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rat Race to Five podcast. Ayoka, I'm so glad that you guys are here. I saw your Instagram um, and I reached out because I just love what you guys are doing, hands on, um, a lot of the work that you guys are doing. You're up to like 24 or 25 doors now with rental properties, which is like awesome. Like you're really kicking it. Um, Diego, what's up, dude? How are you? What's up, Felipe? Doing very, very well. Man, I'm How's excited. How's it going over there in Nashville in your, in your end? Yeah, dude. Yeah, Ayoka. They're, they're over here in Chattanooga. So tell us a little bit about you guys. Inter I want to have to introduce you. Introduce yourselves a little bit. Tell us who you are, and then we'll uh, we'll dig into it, man. We'll, we'll see how you got interested in into real estate. Totally. We're open books. Who yes. are we? <laughs> you guys start with yourself? Uh, so my name is Robert. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, big city, uh, skyscrapers, um, pretty much every Marvel movie. Um, place that's been attacked that's part that's like where i grew up uh, <laughs> and, and um you know from a little kid you know my father and my grandfather's always been around property but never did they associate property with financial freedom or using property as not having to work right uh, so um you know i i grew up uh went to school military school catholic school jesuit school um and just grew up in the city I, i'm a i'm a hundred percent city boy mm. what about you ayoka tell us about you completely opposite so <laughs> um born and raised in tennessee um very small town um made my way up to new york at 13 years old and um stayed there for about 15 years my background is in investigations so I used to catch shoplifters um, in like big luxury retail stores. Hey, yo. I was, yeah, I was an undercover, uh, dressed normal, walking around, watching people <laughs> steal, stopping them at the door, yeah. maybe getting a little fight sometimes. And um, 
And it's yeah. crazy because everybody would think that I would be the one in security, but I was actually one of my jobs. I was doing makeup uh, yeah. at Sephora. <laughs> and yeah, yo, I swear to God, yeah. I was doing makeup, doing foundation, everything like that. And Naoka was getting punched and, ta and tackling people and stuff like that. So our dynamic is so crazy. Yeah. And I would go up against guys <coughs> bigger than him, you know, yeah. like. Um, but yeah, so like my background's in investigations, climbed my way up the corporate ladder from there, starting at, as a door guard in security um, at Target to um, working in Manhattan for uh, Michael Kors uh, as a district um, investigator. So um, I, similar to Rob, like, well, I, I didn't have like family that were investors or um, or I didn't have the association with wealth as far as not working in, you know, just like a nine to five or going to college. Um, you know, I got my GD, um, but long story short, short um, moved up to New York and uh, I would say in the last four years, we came back to Tennessee to start our investing journey, which was completely new to us. And I guess what's happened to that in a bit so why why tennessee though well we tried in new york so specifically wholesaling was something that we were um was our introduction to real estate yeah and while we were in new york i was looking into it on youtube and going to some seminars and rob and i talked about it and we tried like we put up bandit signs and stuff in new york mm -hmm. uh, we were in the heart of new york so queens um and we would get called from code and uh, code enforcement and stuff to take our signs down. And uh, we tried to network to find out if anybody up there had closed a wholesale deal in within the five boroughs in which we lived and couldn't find one person. Yeah. So uh, we would frequently come to Tennessee to visit my family um, like once or twice a year. So it was just a state that I was familiar yeah, with. Yeah, I think it was just pretty much familiar. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, like, oh well has anybody closed it down tennessee i just wanted to see obviously there's vast differences in the states so it's like well let me see if someone's closed it down tennessee then if this is a real if this wholesaling thing is real it's not then, a scam yeah and it's not because i couldn't find anybody in new york so yeah, yeah when we typed uh tapped into some online um like facebook groups and stuff and i was like anybody wholesaled in tennessee successfully it was like yes yes, yes, yes 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 like oh yeah i closed in uh, closed in tennessee all the time and that's when we started discussing, but, well, dang, we yeah. need to go to Tennessee. Then. But mind you, at this time, um, I was selling, now Ayoka led her background. Yeah. Um, I was selling cars, so uh, performance cars, uh, Porsches, Volvos, um, Maseratis, Ferraris, all that stuff. All the cool stuff that I can't fit in, right? Because um, I'm six foot six, right? All the stuff that I'm not able to fit in, right? But um, so... We, I worked in Manhattan where pretty much we were surrounded by high net worth individuals that on their lunch break, they would come in and spend 350 grand on a Porsche or 400 grand because they want a case or they're getting divorced real quick and they want to liquidate as much cash as they can. So they'll spend it. So I was making about 10 to 15 grand a month and she's telling me about this wholesale thing real estate i'm like man i'm i'm set i i am gonna grow yeah, old he was in getting this like his, his custom uh, suits on my work. lunch break you know i was like man i am cruise i am good right now i don't want to hear about financial freedom real estate investing i i'm 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 good and and long story short um the next month um after 
three years of being the number one salesman, I get fired because the owner wants to sell the company and he, you know, we're doing so good. He sells it. And the first person to get fired is me, the number one salesman. And I remember calling her. I was like, man, I just got fired. Like, you know, my GM was like any job you want on the strip. And, you know, there's every single automaker automaker you could think of on the strip, Lamborghini, BMW, Mercedes. Mm -hmm. And she begged me. She's like, please don't get a job. Let's just go down to Tennessee for one week. Let's just try it. And, you know, we booked a, a China bus ticket for 40 bucks, which was terrible. And, um, you know, we, we went on our first appointment right after that. So let's start at the beginning of that story, because a lot of people that are listening are going to ask, how did you get your spouse on board? That is like the most common question when when um, a couple, uh, when one of the one of the parties wants to get involved in real estate with this crazy ass idea because we read a book or we heard a podcast and it's like, oh, I'm going to go tell my spouse about that. So Yoga, tell us about that experience, about telling uh, Robert that you were interested in this. And, you know, do you want to move down to Southern Tennessee and start and start wholesaling? Oh, I've done that joke so many times. That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Well, I'm glad we can curse on here because it might slip up. Anyway, it was the most difficult thing trying to get him to see. And hey, Yoga, I mean, was he hard headed? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and if he, you should say, is he still hard headed? Is he still hard headed? Here, here's here's the fair thing. You know, if we're, we're all humans, it's right? My, it's my question, right? It, yeah, this is a Yoka. This is a Yoka Robert. Uh, mute, mute, mute Robert's mic. No, I'm just playing. And you can tell oh, us no, no, how did you get as, as spouses, right? What's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what's for sure versus what's a if. It's just natural. Correct. As men, as men, we like this. Yeah, you know, our rent, just to give everybody an idea of what we were, you know, spending per month, you know, our rent was about $1,800, just the rent. Our car payment was about $800. All, we had all this pain. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to take a chance at this thing that you've never done. Right. Um, So, you know, it it was just difficult for me, but to to answer your question. Yeah. The thing is, we were in two very different places in in life. Like when I was, while I was, we were both working and we both loved our jobs. So that's the, you know, that's another thing. I wasn't seeking, you know, uh, entrepreneurship or seeking to leave my job or, or wealth creation or anything like that, or even having assets. I wasn't, I just wasn't um, knowledgeable of that stuff. So I would listen to, I don't know if you or your audience are familiar with The Breakfast Club with like Charlemagne the God and all of those people. And I would listen to that every day at my, in my office. And they would always like interview celebrities and they randomly interviewed this one guy um, that was a real estate investor and out of Maryland. And I just happened to be watching it because I knew that this show would only kind of have accredited people on their, on their, you know, and you call it podcast or on their radio show. So I was like, okay, I'll just listen to this guy. And I happened to just listen to him. And then he had a, and he was talking about wholesaling with no cash or credit. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like um, making, you know, these thousands of dollars and I don't have to have, you know, amazing credit or, um, or cash. And I just got very, you know, intrigued by that. So I went to a seminar and, well, to answer your question directly, I was focused for, I say, two months on strictly learning wholesaling, 
where I knew that my partner was not ready to receive that or he wasn't really interested in learning. When I was, you know, after my nine to five, I'd go to Starbucks for a few hours to research wholesaling, uh, watch videos for hours. On my weekends, I'm going to Starbucks, I'm watching it for hours. And to try to, to try to make him, in all fairness, to try to make him want to have the same interest that I had wasn't really fair to him. Mm. And it, and if he wasn't interested, it would kind of make me upset. But I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go create LLC. Like I did all of this dude, without dude, him even a, knowing. Aoka, we, so, you know, Aoka researched pretty much to become as as knowledgeable as possible before she broached the subject to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, how do we get started? I want to be supportive. And so, like, all right, I already have an LLC and this is how you do it. This is the contract I already paid for. I'm like, what like, the I had heck? business cards, yes. I had a, a mailing campaign going yeah. out. Yeah, system. Like, so yeah. it's like, it, to me, it felt like, all right, I'm not walking in this with my spouse like we're learning it together because I'm not really interested. She knows that she can kind of speed up, ramp up the process for me to know. And it, sh it showed me that she was more, she was uh, invested in it. And once she's invested, I love her. I want to be invested with her just to support her. And so him it getting was, firing just made it more, oh, yeah, more it, interesting. It helps to get fired. If you want to get your spouse involved, just get fired real quick and then, you know, get a source of income real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man. Man. So, so then throughout that process, um, when, when did you, Robert, were like, okay, well, this is something then that I'm going to become more interested in. Let's commit to, to spending more time. Let me read up about it too and all of that man you know that's such a tough question because to this day with all the properties that we've done all i still am like what the i just I, we just closed the deal for uh, you know a month ago for 75 grand and it was just all i did was sign a piece of paper and it's to, still to this day wholesale. a wholesale deal and still to this day it, it's crazy but to answer your question you know I just want to be supportive more so. And when we, when she pulled a list, she pulled the, Ayoka pulled a list and it had sellers with properties and everything like that. And I, and I, the first person I called on the list, cold called, cause yeah. my job, my job was cold calling people and, and selling. So I, making a call is not an issue. Mm -hmm. So the first number my I called, my, my strong not, suit, my yeah. Not so strong suit. Yeah. yeah. My strong suit is communication, selling myself to people and hers is the data. And when she pulled that list and we're in New York and I'm in the apartment, she's like, please just sit down and let me show you this. She pulled the list. I'm like, all right, let me give someone a call. I was like, all right, I'm going to give five people a call. I do this for a living. I don't really care to do it, but I'm going to do it to support you. The first person I called, he's like, yeah, I'm interested in selling five properties. When can you be down here? And I'm like, hey, before not even thinking, I'm just in a, in a fury. I'm like, whoa, five properties. I'll be down there next week. And he's like, all right, I'll see you next week. I had an appointment before we had a bus ticket down there. I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> head down there. And that's why I was telling you where we headed down there and we had an appointment within a week of me getting fired for five properties, which we absolutely had no clue what we were doing. Yeah. We went on on uh, HGTV to look for repair values and costs. And mm -hmm. we're like, all right, bathrooms cost 25000 kitchens cost 50000 And we're we're thinking things in the hood were 
full, you know, flips and stuff like we didn't know what we were doing, but we jumped in. And when I realized that, all right, I could just call and just ask somebody, the worst thing that they can tell me is no, it's pretty easy. I, I hear a lot of yes, you know, no's every single day. The, the minute I hear a yes, it's pretty easy. So I just knew, hey, let's, let's make it snowball. Um, and, and like I said, if you love your spouse, you want to see her successful. I saw how passionate she was about it. I had no choice but to have her back. And it, it made it easier. Mm, I love that. And what I really like about what you said is, <clears throat> and I think a lot of people get this backwards. Um, you went in, made the phone call and figured it out later, right? Yeah. A lot of people want to have it 100% figured out prior to getting started. And I always say that you're losing money that way. And they always are like, what? And I'm always like, look, you need to be earning while you're learning, okay? Like you have to be making money while you're learning. If not, you're going to endlessly be learning and you'll never make any money. I have people that will come to event after event and go to other events. And, and, and I'm like, bro, there, I promise you there's not a secret sauce that you're looking for. Oh, my God. That is, there, that is not. What you just said is the biggest miss, like, I think we were looking, we definitely dude, were looking for sauces. Yeah, we're like, all right, what system can we get to get the secret sauce? What's the, what's the, it's. Who do we need to listen to? Who's going to yeah, give us the and, tips? And I yeah. think what people, I think the difference that we learned early on is people are looking for all the answers, none of the work. What's the most efficient way to do it? And well, you can say that again. All yeah, of the answers, dude, none of the work. Put it on. Yeah, yeah. all of the answers. Hey. Hey, can I pick even the, Hey, can I pick your brain? I'm like, dude, we didn't have anybody to brain pick. We learned on YouTube, which was terrible. We, it yeah. was not fun, but you will always <clears throat> have to research and find, you'll always learn it's growth. You're never going to be ready for growth. Cause it's new. Just like, you know, what that Wale song, you know, it's just, you're, you're never going to be ready. And I think people, they, they just want it to be easy and it's not easy. It, you're going to work more as an entrepreneur than you will as an employed person. I will tell you that. Guaranteed. But the hours will be so much more rewarding versus you being employed. And that's the difference. I like what Diego always says. A mentor taught him this. I think it was, Diego, what is it? Something about like, um, don't work for wages, work for equity or or knowledge or oh, what is it? Yeah. So Osborne, one of my mentors says, you should only work for two things, knowledge or equity. So that at this point you're you're trying to learn as much as possible, or you have some equity that you can grow into things. And as an entrepreneur, than, yeah, like the hours that you're putting in, you're getting an ROI, whether it's gonna be a knowledge or equity in your business. You'll never take wages. Like ever since I started as an entrepreneur in all of my businesses, I've never got like a W-2 or wage check. It's always been um, consulting fee. It's been like, it's it's always just been ROI based on what I've learned. So for you guys, what was the next step from wholesaling? So you were like, okay, I went on this meeting. How did that go? You knocked it out of the park, right? You bought all five houses and made a million billion dollars. Ooh, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what people get sold. Let me right? know because I didn't cash a check. That but sounds that sounds great. Dude, yeah. we fell on our face so bad. Yeah. Um, we fell on our face so bad. The seller completely whipped us around. We thought we knew what we were doing. Dude, yeah. he he was like, "Hey, you're going to be here at that point." We're you know. Coming well, from I, I would say we had some control, but we 
we couldn't control what we didn't know. No, exactly. So it's like we we were learning our numbers. We didn't really have um, a good idea of repair costs. We didn't have a good idea of uh, what is an A, B, C, D neighborhood. And that was a really big thing. You you know, we're evaluating the house as if it was, I don't know, like. We're thinking it's on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, there's like right. murder on this yeah. corner. Every one, day. Yeah, one of the guys that we came, uh, one of the buyers when you wholesale, one of the buy- the cash buyers that you bring. This is more um, be like a culture shock. Right? Yeah, culture shock thing. One of the buyers that we brought over, you know, we called it one eight hundred buyer or one eight hundred home buyers. Home buyers, not knowing that you know there's cash buyers that are not on one eight hundred numbers. But the dude came and he came with a gun and he's like, just making sure everything's okay. I'm like, whoa! I'm coming from New York where you can't even jaywalk without getting arrested, and this dude has <laughs> a gun in front of me. You know, so culture. I think you know. The next, to answer your question specifically, the next step, we were able to close our first deal for 2700 bucks. After we did that, which... Well, we lost all five of those contracts. Yeah, we lost all five of those contracts. Like, we got... We had to back out of all five yeah, of them. Yeah, we got destroyed on them. Um, and something crazy happened when we lost all five of those. I'm like, all right. Immediately, we sat down in the car. We're deflated for, you know, 15 minutes. But the 16th minute after that, we're like, all right, I know what we did. We didn't we didn't drive the neighborhood correctly. We oh, were only thinking one exit strategy. Every appointment we sit down, we talk about the deal. But then right after we talk about what could have been better. And I think after that, we're like, all right, on our next appointment, we'll drive the area. We'll know what ABCD neighborhood we will know flips, rentals, holds. Yeah. We'll know different avenues because going on that appointment yeah going on that appointment we could have closed those five deals if we were thinking of them as rentals because they were cash flowing crazy but we thought about them as hey we thought about them as flips where the buyer needs to make 40k which completely destroys the deal as a as a as a you know cash flowing property so right after that we we were pretty you know laser focused on what we needed to do better so i'm a wholesaler here in in tennessee as well And one of the things that I tell the people that I coach or that I mentor on this business is there's two separate no's that every seller is going to give you. The no, I'm not selling. Just no, I'm not selling. You could give me a million dollars. I'm not selling. Yeah, That's the people you don't. I'm going to. We've got, we've heard a no and said, listen, I'm going to die here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've heard that a lot. And I always tell my mentees, look, honestly, they're not worth your time. If you want to put them on a drip every three months, fine. But they're not worth your time. And then there's the no buts. Yeah. Like no, but I want to hear an offer. No, but I don't have somewhere to go. No, but I don't for the right number, maybe. No, but everything is for sale. No, those are your follow-ups that you'll make great money on. So I always tell people, you can always learn by someone's reaction and what they're saying um, in, in wholesaling. And it's up to you to have the most strategies under your belt to fix their problem. It's a money issue with taxes. Let's do sub two. Let's do um, owner finance. If it's, hey, I, I don't have anywhere to go. Okay, let me connect you with this rock star realtor that can show you what's the possibilities if you do sell it to us. Um, I, I can't repair things. Don't worry. I'll fix it. We'll be fine. Like... I always tell people, the more you know, 
the more you're going to earn in this wholesaling business. Would, would you guys agree? Yeah, the more keys you have, the more doors you can open. It's Let's just, go. It's just wow, the, you are dropping some man, there like, he is. Dang. I wish somebody would look at me the way you could just look at Robert. <laughs> Dang. I want to be looked at like that. No, but it's it's <laughs> it's honestly it's just the more the more I going into football, you know, if you have one run play, one pass play, they're gonna know what what defense to run you. They're just gonna destroy you. But the multiple passes, multiple options, multiple run plays, it's just strategy. Yeah. Different ways. You don't take one way to your house if the if the street's blocked. You make a right and you know, hey, let me go around there. It's just different different strategies you can take. Right. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Okay, so what, tell us about one, how you got one, oh go ahead, Diego. Sorry. Thing, Felipe. Um whenever you lo okay, so because this is very important. So you got on that call, you locked or you were able to get that appoint that appointment with the with the five deals. And then you weren't able to close. Of course, you learned different things. But what made you guys decide, hey, we let's actually try to, to do this the right way, like drive the neighborhood. Let's see what we can learn rather than saying, you, Robert, see, I told you this, why I didn't want to do this. We've wasted all of our time coming to Tennessee. Uh, let's not do this. Let's just go back to New York and I'm going to find a job. Like, well, because at those moments, it becomes very easy for somebody to say, I tried, we had five houses and we failed. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Because, you know, going into negotiation, I knew that, I, for instance, the seller was informing me more so about my strategies than I was informing him more so about strategies for his solution. When, I, when that happened, I was like, okay, I don't have enough information to give this guy the right offer and strategy because i don't know it's not that we were over you know we couldn't give him more money or this and that it's just i had one strategy which was a fix and flip which was not the key to open that door and i, I while i was while he was talking to me in front of him and saying hey i'm not going to take a 50k reduction on my sale price i realized all right it's not be, it's not because of Hey, this is this doesn't work. It's more so. I only have one option for him, and he shot that down immediately. And I had no second follow-up strategy. And when that happened, I'm like, all right, I just need to research more. We got, and that's when I say we got, we left that appointment feeling so rejuvenated. Like, all right, this is this. We get our butts kicked. Happy, we get our butts kicked early, and we can kick it on. And then we were super successful after that because we, you know, every single appointment we took away one thing from that appointment to where we day. focused on to this day, you know, yeah. to this day, I'm sure you guys to this day, you, there's one thing you learn. If anybody says they, they, Hey, I, I, there's one course that will for sure make you an expert and make you grant Cardone tomorrow. They're lying. You know, that's going to be the rat race to five beginners course. You can find it at right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even, even, even that, I'm sure you guys offer a more in-depth version of that too, as well. Your podcast, you're always having different people that can input differently, but there are great ways to start step one. It's about the step two, three, four, and five, um, preparing yourself for that. Not thinking, yeah. that, you know, I could take the one step and then leap to step 50. Yeah. That's and, get messed up. And I feel on your end, it becomes very, like the power of questions. This is something that I always um, try to talk about, right? It's at the end of the day is you can tell yourself, oh my gosh, like we got our butts kicked. 
let me let me just quit this or okay we got our butts kicked what can we learn from this so rather than fail you learn and i love the there, 16 minute comment you made the the 16th minute that should be that should be like its own business right there like yeah. the 16 like take the 15 minutes take the l but that 16th minute needs to be back on your grind um so I think that's powerful because because like Diego just said, right? I, sorry, Diego, I didn't mean mean to cut you off there. Um, it's it's about asking that why those questions. I have a similar story. I'm not going to talk about my story here, but um, where I had a banker on my first rental property that I still have, which is my highest cash flow producing house to this day, um, basically told me, no, you you we can't give you the loan. Sorry. And then she looked back down at her paper. And I mean, you could almost, I could almost visually see myself grab her paper, pull it down and say, okay, but why? And when she told me why I went and fixed it and I came back to her office and said, how about now? And she said, no, because of this. And I kept going back and forth until finally she said, okay, you fixed it all. It was like credit, cash, it was a bunch of crap. But I finally got my 16th minute, if you will, right? It was like, okay, I had 15 minutes of like, crap, I can't figure this out to, okay, but why? And then I was fixing those issues. So Diego, unless you had another question, I want to move on to the amount of doors you have now and how are you able to scale? And I don't want to say so quickly because I, I kind of pers personally take it offensive when people are like, oh, Felipe, how'd you scale so fast? I'm like, fast where? I worked my ass off for this. There ain't no fast, nothing. So how did you guys scale? And then uh, give the listeners a little bit of uh, actionable steps that they can take to follow in your footsteps. Um, I do want to kind of piggyback on uh, Diego's quick uh, question. And yeah. Say this one part that the one thing that I know for sure kept us going was that when you realize that you've got the hardest part out of the way successfully, in my opinion, which is like finding a seller. And, and when, you, yeah, motivated. when you realize like, okay, I at least successfully got that part um, out of the way, which is the, I, I would say, and love your guys' opinion as well, but in this wholesaling business, the biggest thing, the hardest part is finding the seller, finding someone that's wanting to, you know, sell their property. So, and to me, we looked at that and reflected like, okay, well, that was the most challenging thing and we were able to do that with the cold call. call so if you can do that then there's no reason to just give up yeah. um but to fast forward to um to your question uh How do we 2020 yeah 2020 was um was when we decided well the beginning of covid and everything is when we decided that wholesaling uh alone as our primary primary yeah source of income was not the smartest move so that's when we realized okay so what is the next step and what are we missing because people are not allowing us in their homes because everybody's afraid of the, the uh of covid and catching it so we're like okay now we need income that's just gonna you know come in monthly just through cash flow and we're like okay so we need to network with people because at the time we were only networking with buyers sellers yeah you know, we were we were staying and playing the game small, I would say. Uh, we didn't really think about trying to find investors that had multifamily properties, that had cash flow properties, that, you know, even if single we family, even looking Airbnb, at multifamily we, did, yeah, we, we didn't, we, we focused on the fast cash and everything. 
And when COVID happened, that's when we took a complete turnaround look at, okay, we need to have reoccurring income. Um, what, what is the next move? And that's when we decided to start partnering and going to real estate investor groups and finding out how do we now take the next step from wholesaling to acquiring properties yeah. and being able to, you know, get some equity basically yeah. in some, in some of the properties. Cause we became really great at finding deals and giving them to everyone else to cash flow. But it's like, how do we now, can we sacrifice getting a wholesale fee to ownership in the property and, you know, yeah. getting some, uh, you know, a pre like getting some rents or what is the next step? And that's how we learned how to and, acquire. And I think um, another thing, some actionable steps of how we got our, our, you know, how we got to this point is we, one of those real estate meetups that we went to, we networked with a guy that had about 250 doors. And, um, you know, we were so like, oh my God, like we're, we felt like the poorest people in the room, right? Yeah, we had no properties. We're just wholesalers. We, we didn't know. And we spoke to that guy and we're like, we will give you our time, whatever way possible you want to utilize it. We will give you our time if you teach us how you brought how did you get to the position that you're at? Because 250 properties seemed unfathomable to us. And he was like, all right, I will give you every Wednesday at 9 a.m. I think it's Monday. Monday. Every Monday at 9 a.m., one hour, and I will show you how I do financing, how I look at deals, how I analyze them, how I get private money, how I refi. Mm -hmm. And in exchange, you guys do some showings for my property, for my tenants. We're like, no problem. And Oh, no, and at the time it was in exchange for that was we bring him what he's looking for. Multifamily yeah. deals. So. So we're like, okay. yeah, he knew that our, what we could do, you know, how we could bring value to him. Like Rob was saying was find him the properties that he's interested in buying and our, the value we wanted to receive back from him was the knowledge behind how you're keeping these properties, how you're allowing them the cash flow and, and appreciate and, you know, how are you getting your funding for them? Yeah. So, um, kind of exactly what. Yeah. Is. So and that, that is real quick. Sorry, Robert. that is how you pick someone's brain. You yeah. bring value. So for those of you guys that are listening, where earlier Robert was talking about, um, <clears throat> you know, people bringing the question of like, can I just pick your brain? It's like, no, no, you can't. But you guys came in with a value add, right? I'm gonna find, and it sounds like you were trying to give more than you were asking for, right? It's like, I'm going to bring you deals. I need knowledge in return. And like Diego said earlier, never work for wages, work for knowledge or equity, right? So great job with that. Sorry, Robert, go ahead. And dude, man, there were days where we were, you know, some weeks that I was sick and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Or I had a long night. And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to wake up nine in the morning. But our thought process was I am never under no circumstances going to cancel on this guy whatsoever because i want him to know that i am one thousand percent invested so i would i would before he would come into our off our office which was a storage unit that we we put couches in and ran wi-fi in. it was our first flip our our first <laughs> office was a uh 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 10 by 10 room with no <laughs> windows that we ran uh wi-fi and so so you know and he came there and he looked at it and he was like all right, let's get started. But never would I cancel on him because I wanted him to know that we were fully invested. So after, you know, weeks went by, months went by, and we're learning and we're bringing him deals that we were able to just offer a relationship of months of us talking to us. 
he, we found a, a deal, a house that we still own today. That's an amazing capsule property for us. That's a, a house with an accessory a unit. So basically two units in an A-class neighborhood that he gave us 185000 and said, hey, go remodel it, rehab it, buy it. It took us six months to rehab it, which was absolutely dreadful. It was horrible. We, we were trying to save every penny. But that, the steps that we took to get to that was just, we went to a meetup, we talked to somebody, we networked, we showed them, hey, we are willing to give you our time in exchange for your knowledge. And that ended up getting us our first multifamily deal where we were successful at. And he realized, wow, you guys do a really good job. I trust you. And we were able to partner, fund more deals, find more deals, and we bring grew, more value. Bring more value. He brought value to us. And it became a partnership where now, um, quite frankly, money is not our issue. It's really finding the deal. Mm. Yeah. I love and, that answer. And so really quick, you guys went from zero doors in 2020, right, in the pandemic, uh, to how many now? So right now we're at 24 and um, I didn't tell Ayoka this. I was trying to surprise her, but um, I just got a call from a seller that he's willing to sell 19 additional doors um, mm -hmm. in a great part of town. I was trying to tell you that this morning, but you, you were, she was pouty because she, she didn't morning. have breakfast. So I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me save it. But you know, yes. you're, 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 what you throw out into the atmosphere, you will receive, right? You know, our goal was 30 doors by 30. We're going to, we thought at that point when we said that, we only had two deals, two uh, doors. We're like, man, 30, 30 deals by 30. That would be incredible. And now it's like we're on the verge of surpassing that by this, by the end of the year, hopefully we'll have, our goal is to have about 60, 60 doors. But um, it's, it's, it's just, Man, it, it's a wild ride. I, I don't know really what to what to make of it, really. That's it's interesting. It's interesting because what is that saying? Like we Diego, I love Diego's sayings, but I can never remember them. I know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, you know, what I'm, what, I'll, say ahead, it. I'll say I'll it. say we're in each you, other's heads. You underestimate you overestimate what you can achieve in a year and you underestimate what you can achieve in five or ten. Yeah. Like, and that's where you guys are at. Like, you're like 30 by 30. It's like, no, dude, 30 by December, right? Like, you guys are going to crush it. And clearly, you have the grind, the mindset, the mentality. You've obviously got your systems and processes in place when it comes to wholesaling there in chat. Um, what's next for the power couple? What's, what, what's on the radar? You've got wholesaling down. You've got buying rentals down. Is it just turning the machine now? Or what's, what's next for you guys? What's the big goal? I wouldn't even say we have it down, but we pretty we we like I said, you're always learning. You never want to, you know, think that we have it down. There's always more, but I think, um, you know, I think we self manage a lot of our properties. I think going forward, I get the time, the ROI, like you were saying, is it worth my time now managing properties, doing you know, you know, fixing toilets and checking on this and doing that? Can I just transition over to a management company where my my greatest asset is our our ability to find deals can i focus all of my effort into finding more deals um i think that's the next step um I mean, what about you that's for, for yeah. me i think i think um the enjoyment of quality of life is yeah. now like my next real focus and i was thinking about this yesterday um or last night i was having dinner with this other investor and it just made me i, I i've been 
I've been saying for like the last couple of years that in this in this business, in this entrepreneurship world, and maybe you guys can relate or have a different opinion that you can get caught up. Like I wouldn't say it's like a burnt out or you're not enjoying what you're doing, but you can get um, caught up in just the everyday, I guess, hustling, um, you know, environment that taking time to enjoy quality of life can fall on the back burner. And one of the, I guess one of my big next steps is um, for sure acquiring more cash flow and properties and enjoying like, like, you know, just setting some time to, uh, you know, put in more vacations and just have and enjoying quality of life as well. Basically what Ayoka saying, a vacation for me is going to the Home Depot lumber section and she doesn't <laughs> walk. She doesn't like that the employees know me by first name basis. So, so really quick too, how, how have you guys, so for example, that 19 unit, right? Um, how would you guys fund that deal? Would it be a commercial loan? Do you guys have private lenders already? Great question, Diego. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm learning how I'm yeah. learning about this as you guys are. She's like, yeah, Robert. How are we gonna <laughs> yeah, fund Robert. it, Robert? <laughs> yeah, I don't so, even know where it's at. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't want to say them, but I, I'll show you. But uh, uh, basically, like the biggest deal, the biggest thing is finding the deal, right? If it's a good deal, it's like ha having a bag of money, giving it to a private money lender. They know they're gonna have returns. So the money is not the issue. I can go to a bank and leverage some of the properties that I have, or I can go to a lender, or I can go to someone that with inflation rates going up and rates going up, hey, do they want to take their cash out of the bank and put it in a hard, tangible asset? There's multiple, just like there's multiple strategies for a seller, there's multiple strategies for funding, right? And the mm -hmm. more strategies you have for the funding, the more deals you can take down, right? Powerful. But this, this particular property, I'm actually we're buying two we're buying two deals from this uh seller june 1st we're closing on them oh, wholesaling them uh and he's broached the the subject of he'd be open to owner financing those two he i i haven't talked to him yet but my first avenue is having him owner finance this 19 unit um have him you know invite him for a stake and talk to him about that but that's my first option. My second option is going to a private lender. I have a guy out in California that literally begs me, hey, have you found a big deal? Have you found a big deal? Willing to throw money away. And just looking at the preliminary numbers, this is about a 15% cap. And all he's seeing back at home is, is about a five or four. So if I say, hey, I have a 15 cap multi-unit, you, you'll be the, the lender on it. You just go along for the ride. I'm pretty sure he'll say, yeah. And I got my funding right then and there just off of one person. You know, so it's it's that simple. And that's before I even go to a bank, before I even leverage my own doors, before I do anything, take cash out of my own pocket. Already I have two options to go. Um, and that's how I'm thinking about a um, funding ideal. But I also have to analyze it too as well to make sure we're not over leveraged on it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and uh, what is the best way for people to reach out to you guys? Well, as of June, we're going to put a, I always say this wrong, is it can Calendly um, link so that we can schedule calls with people? So um, we're going to get a lot better with the operational side. But for right now, um, our Instagram will probably be the best way to reach out to us. 
Uh, you want to go ahead and plug it, Rob? Real love underscore real estate. I get in trouble for not making content. Yeah, yeah, it has to get better. But we post the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, you can message us on there. We're um, we're open. You can, you know, sometimes we do walkthroughs on properties on our live. Um, you just follow us and and um, and go along for the ride. I love it. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for jumping on the Rat Race to Fi podcast. We'd love to hear your story. Um, we try, we, we do talk about the numbers, but as always, I'd rather just get to know you guys as people and yeah. what you guys do, the struggles and stuff. For honestly, for us, that's that's a little bit more important than oh, I have a hundred doors. Look how big I am. Oh, yeah. like, Man, who it, are you as a person? Like, yeah, I don't know exactly. like, your struggles, right? So, thanks so much for jumping on here, guys. Um, again, we'll see you next time. But seriously, congratulations on what you're doing. It's huge. It's powerful. Yeah. And I, and, and I love the transition that you guys are doing from just trying to focus on your active income, right? Which is great because you guys have built a money machine to invest in it for horizontal income or passive income. Thank you. Love it, guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. awesome. Thank, Thank you, Ajunka and Robert. The Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.